Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly Podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. We are in the final weekend of the series. Okay, I'm... Okay, I'm... I hope you are, and uh, we're all going to get in by the grace and help of God. The first week we talked about, okay, I'm in to returning to my first love. Last week, Pastor Johnny was talking about, okay, I'm in to in Christ and all that he graciously and, and articulately presented to us. Uh, this week we're talking about, okay, I'm in on a reaching spiritual maturity in our lives. Pastor Matt said earlier about the race we were running. Scripture says something about the path we are on, the roadway, the highway. Today, we're just going to refer to it as the road to maturity. Well, today and all that we have been through in the last year or so, uh, I, think, I think that it is very important that we need to leave survival mode and get into revival mode, all right? So leave survival mode and get into revival mode, all right? And I sense a freshness in this place. We've been praying. If you miss Friday night prayer, Oh my goodness, where in the world were you? If you were able to be here, I challenge you this coming Friday night to be here. Um, we're giving you the challenge of a whole hour of prayer. Maybe you've never spent an hour in prayer ever in your life. Here's your opportunity. I challenge you to be here and do it. And that's not talking the whole time. Sometimes you just listen and uh, you need to listen during that time. I love at times to sit here and hear other people pray. Just sitting in the presence of God. How wonderful that is. And uh, Friday night was incredible. Uh, it was awesome to say the least. And all of those of you that were here say amen. amen. All right. And all of the rest of you. This is the last Friday night, and Wednesday nights have been incredible also with interspersed worship and prayer and spending about 20 minutes in prayer toward the end of the service. It's uh, revival is ushered in by prayer and the goodness of God, and so I pray that you would be with us to pray. This is the last week of fasting. Don't say amen. We'll catch you on that one, all right? So that's not the place to say. This is the launching pad into this year of God's glory and blessing and obedience to him. We launch into this year by the grace of God and starting out the year fasting and prayer. Uh, what better way and necessary way to do that? Well, let me go to a scripture, Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 1, pulling out just one phrase in that uh, scripture, and it says, let us. We believe Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. Uh, it says, let us, all of us, let us go on 
to what? Perfection. Or the real word for us is maturity. Let us go on. Uh, there at Red Bug, let us go on to what? Maturity. And at Michigan Street Online, let all of us, every one of us, those of you in the atrium, you want to go on to maturity in this road, uh, spiritual road that we are on. So we go on to maturity. It says, let us go on to perfection. The scripture that says, uh, be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. When you first read that, you're like, well, how is that even possible? Well, it's not talking about that you've been saved a year and you should be perfect or mature, mature like your Father in heaven. No, that is the goal to strive for, all right? Be ye that perfect. Keep going. Move in that direction by God's grace and mercy. And so we are mature as, or we should be as mature as we should be wherever we're at in the path or the road to maturity. If, you're only, if you've only been saved for four months, uh, you can be as mature as you can for four months in Christ, all right? But then you've been saved for maybe 10 years, you should be 10 years mature, all right? And then you should be moving on from glory to glory, from knowledge to knowledge, increasing on this road to maturity. And really it never ends because, well, it does. At the rapture, we're transformed into God's glory and image uh, and uh, his ultimate perfection. Aren't you glad for that? And praise God. Uh, we realize the Lord could come at any moment before the end of this service. Well, Martin Luther King recently celebrated his day and honored him. He's credited with saying about moving forward with God. He said, if you can't fly, we really should fly, but if you can't fly, then run. And if you can't run, then walk. And if you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward toward God, all right? So there are times that you may feel like you're crawling. Maybe 2020 was that year. But there are other times, I mean, you're doing a sprint and you're going for it. And the goal is keep on going. You may get knocked to your feet by life, but get up and keep on going by the grace of Almighty God. Well, Hebrews 6.1 acknowledges that we're all on a spiritual journey, but we're at different places of maturity on that journey or along that road. Where does it start? It starts as a newborn babe in Christ. Remember when you first got saved? You were like a, a baby in Christ. Uh, and the Bible says that at that point, we became a, uh, many people say, born again, believer, follower of Christ, disciple of Jesus. Uh, you just needed uh, your sins washed away, and Christ forgave you of all your sins. There's a scripture that tells us this, John chapter 1, verse 12. And it says, but as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God. 
to those who believe in his name. Now, just as a parent wants a baby born to them to grow, God the Father, Jesus Christ our Lord, wants us to grow. Now, when we're first born again, what should happen? We need to get into church. Say amen to that, all right? So we get born again. Uh, Usually, and before COVID, it was typically most people got saved in church or hearing the gospel some way, somehow. They were born again, and at that moment, there was a choice. They should move toward the things of God. The desire was there. The Spirit of God within you gave you new desires. Uh, Before I got saved, I didn't want to go to church. After I got saved, I was there on a Wednesday night, much less Sunday. I didn't even wait till Sunday. I showed up Wednesday night, freaked them all out. Anyway, and so I shouldn't have used that word, maybe. Okay, anyway, I did. All right, so you're born again, and you start, and you get in church. You want to go to church. You want to tithe, just like you heard today, and, and you get in, and you hear things. Uh, what are baptism, and what do you do? God wants you to immediately get baptized in water. And then you hear about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You need to immediately start, God, I I need that in my life. Stop saying, well, I'm waiting on God. No, God's been waiting on you for a long time already. All right, so don't, you're not waiting on God. Uh, God's already ahead of you. All right, so you get saved. You start growing. You start praying. Somebody's here to say, hey, we need to pray. You come to the prayer meeting. Say amen. And you come to the prayer meeting, you can't wait to go to church. You can't wait to give. You can't wait to worship. I mean, you may never have worshiped before, but you may not be the best worshiper, but you start the best you can. Amen? And so you start growing in the things of God. I hate to say this, but I suspect there are people who have been saved in this building and online for years and you've never been baptized in water. What in the world are you waiting on? I'm waiting on God. No, you're not waiting on God, all right? God's been been waiting on you ever since you got born again. Do you realize in the New Testament when they gave their life to Christ, usually immediately or that day, they were baptized in water? I mean, maybe we should start getting people saved and marching them straight to the baptismal tank, suit or not, just let go, taking them under. No, we're not going to put off a chance of you waiting. No, sir, we're going to baptize you right now. Well, when I was growing up, they didn't have a baptismal tank. We were too poor, I guess. I don't know. They went to the river, but you didn't want to go to the river in the winter, so nobody got baptized in the winter. They waited till the summer. Uh, dear Lord, we want to make it easy. We baptize on a regular basis. Get signed up today. Don't put it off. This, uh, I mean, you don't have to wait. You can get the baptism of the Holy Spirit before you leave this service. But you can come Wednesday night, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you, all right? So, and start praying. Start reading the Word. And what happens? You start growing. You start maturing. But the Bible is saying, let's go on, because if you don't, something will happen. You will stagnate. How many of you, when your children were small, you, of course you wanted them to mature, 
didn't you? How many of you, when your children were small, how many of them ever fell in the floor and had what we used to call a hissy fit? I mean, they just fell down the aisle, yelling, screaming, crying. How many of you ever had that happen to you? A bunch of you. How many of you just let them cry? That's your problem right there. All right, so that's your problem. Oh, no, not at my house. I'm just telling you right now. When they threw themselves, and I think it was the first one they did at one time, they threw themselves on the floor. They were screaming, yelling. I'm like, I'm a Stevens. No kid of mine is going to fall in the floor and have a hissy fit because then they'll try to do that again. No, sir, get up off that floor. I'm going to spank you. I didn't say beat you. I said spank you. And uh, yeah, you can go by that modern philosophy if you want to, but the Word of God tells you to discipline your child, not beat them. All right, I not beat them, and some of you were beat growing up, and that's no excuse uh, ever for that, but that doesn't mean that you don't discipline your kid. No, I send them to the room. I tried that on one of mine. He kicked a hole in the wall. I never did that again. He's just sitting there and just right against the wall. Now I had to fix the wall. No, thank you. I'll spank your butt the next time, and so it's a whole lot easier, and it gets over with. Now, one thing happened, one thing happened when the first one fell in the floor and I got him up and, you know, spanked him a little bit, enough to hurt him a little bit, just a little bit, those of you that, all right, so anyway, and uh, what happened? They never did it again. You had to put up with it for a long time. I only put up with it once, all right? I didn't want my kid throwing themselves in the floor at 12 years old. I wanted them to mature, and by two, I felt like that was old enough, all right? So anyway, and of course, we want them to grow up. We don't want them to be, you know, little babies for the rest of their lives. Uh, there are some adults that throw hissy fits. I don't know where I got that word, but anyway, I, I like it, all right? And so is in John chapter 1. Did I read that already? John chapter 1. Verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now, when a baby is born, a little baby, it needs nourishment. It needs milk. You don't, you don't give a baby steak. Uh, you don't give them a loaf of bread when they're a baby. You give them milk. And the same is true with the word of God. Listen at at this, First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow. Now, listen to me. The milk of the word is not to, to you know, act like there's something wrong with the milk of the word. No, the milk of the word are the fundamentals of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. A newborn babe in Christ may not need to know about revelation and prophecy, all right? But they do need to know about water baptism, those fundamental first things they should be exposed to and practicing in their life. That's the milk. It's good. It's necessary. And then uh, the meat, or, 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 but it's not the implying it's better. It just implies a measure of maturity, all right? Anyway, they need to be in church when you're a young believer. And I know 
their reasons, many of you have for not being here. But I want to show you a video today. This may apply to some of you. Let, uh, let's let this lady tell her story. She's a wonderful lady. Ever you're ready. The other day, I was checking my email, like I always do every day, and I got an email from Pastor Carl saying to come to church, you know, that we knew COVID was a thing, but to even consider coming to Saturday service where there was more space to social distance. And I read the email twice and really felt like it was for me. I haven't been to church in five or six months, initially because of the fear of, you know, getting COVID, but then it became a habit. I got comfortable saying, I'm not gonna go to church because they're not safe. I'm not gonna go to church because they're not wearing masks. And I decided when I got the email, enough was enough. And I came today and it was such a relief to be able to be with like-minded people, people praying and being spiritually free and not worrying about catching COVID. I still wore my mask, but it was so nice to be able to physically be in church with other people. So thank you for the email, Pastor Carl, because had it not been for that email, I may not have come to church today. So I'm so happy to be in the habit of now returning back to church. So thank you. All right, praise God for that testimony. And um, I understand, you know, where she was at. I, I get it, all right? But uh, she had a, a daughter there, beautiful young daughter, about, I don't know, 10 or 12 and uh, she wanted to be here, her daughter. And she said, you know, I was out at Walmart and everywhere else. Let me say something to all of you online. It is a whole lot safer here than at Walmart, all right? So I'm just telling you. I've been to Walmart. I go to Sam's, and every time, almost, without exception, I walk through that checkout line, the self-checkout, where I'm handling the scanner and I'm punching the same button everybody else is uh, pushing and, and uh, touching that machine. They're not going to it afterwards and disinfecting it. So I'm just telling you, I mean, but the grace of God, all right? But you're touching things. You say, I don't touch anything. I wipe the thing off. The food, somebody put that food up there, all right? So anyway, I mean, there's no way. Uh, you just pray the power of God is stronger than COVID, all right? Let's just declare it. Now, born again babes in Christ who don't grow are called carnal Christians. Let's read the scripture. First Corinthians chapter three, verse one. It says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you, Paul speaking here, as to spiritual or mature people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Now, what is a babe in Christ? There, there may legitimately, of course, be a babe in Christ, but immediately that babe is to start growing into maturity. And uh, yet, there are some, I hope nobody here and nobody online, but if you are, here's what happens. There are some, and let me read it, carnal Christians are stuck in a continual and needlessly prolonged state of spiritual infancy. In other words, they get born again and they never grow. They never go. They never help advance the kingdom of God. They never give. They're just here if they're here at all. And uh, there's no dynamic happening in their life spiritually. 
on a road to maturity. They're stuck the same old way. They have problems, the same old problems they had before they got saved. They're still struggling. They're still immature, and uh, they need help. All of us need help, but it's like they need to grow up. They need to be teachers. They need to be helping others, uh, and they are stuck in spiritual infancy. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 2, it says, Paul writing, he said, I fed you with milk, all right, the basic fundamentals of the faith, and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And boy, he, oh my goodness, Paul, straightforward. And even now, you are still not able, for you are still carnal. He said, before I tried to teach you it, you weren't ready, and I'm coming at you again, and you're still carnal, you're still not ready. For where there is envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men or unsaved people? My goodness. Uh, This scripture here is for all of us to, to read and say, dear God, have mercy, I do not want to be in this category. I don't want to be behaving just like I did, misbehaving like I did before Christ. I don't want to be acting that way, the way I did before Christ with the temper, with the things that we say that are not true, and on and on and on. Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, verse 3, 1 Corinthians, and it says this. Let me read it again. For you are still carnal. For where there is envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal? And behaving like uh, mere or unsaved men. Pastor Johnny last week said something about there's people out there on websites and uh, that are criticizing Christians and people that are not acting like they should, and then they're just attacking the church in general. There are those people, many of them are carnal Christians. They were followers of Christ, but they did not mature, mature, and they began to die internally, spiritually, and then they became uh, attackers of the church, or they blamed the church. There are people out there in the city, unfortunately, used to walk with God, loved the Lord, loved God's people, and now they're vicious. They're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, and all they do is criticize and make fun of and mock and make light of the things of God. Folks, my God have mercy. Don't get mad at them, just pray for them. I had someone this past year do me that way online, I just called them up and uh, talked to them, and all of a sudden, uh, at least one of them changed their tune. I was thankful for that because I thought, well, there's hope for them. But he was talking about Christians that didn't act like Christians, and I almost every time staff goes to lunch on Tuesday usually, we pull up in the shuttle, got faith assembly on the side. I want us to walk in there, walk out with a good impression I want us to leave a big tip, right, guys? 
That was a weak amen over there. All right. I want us to leave a big old tip. Amen. All right. We'll see. All right. But, uh, and we, I want the waitress. When I want the waitress to those restaurants we repeatedly, repeatedly go to, I want them when they see our bus pull up, they're like, all right, I want their table. I want their table. They're good tippers. I don't want them or us to walk out and the waitresses say, next time you can have them, all right? So I don't want them. They don't tip that good. And so uh, I admit years ago, I was, you know, an 18 percenter, all right? And before that, when it was kosher to be so, I was a 15 percenter. But I'm over 20 now, and uh, I want to bless these people. I don't want them to look at me and say, you cheap person, you. I want to bless them, and I want to, hey, I want to make a difference. Years ago, I went to a little restaurant. I mean, the girl behind the counter had an attitude. And, of course, she should have had because she was about eight months pregnant and been standing on her feet for hours. And she had a bad attitude toward me, and I backed up. And I'm like, ooh. Ooh, I think I need a manager. <laughs> Holy cow. I don't like being talked to that way. And I'm standing over there, and I'm thinking about it. It's bothering me. And finally, it was like the Lord was like, you know what you need to do? You need to give her a $20 bill. Oh, no, no, no. After what she just said to me, and I mean, he wouldn't leave me alone. Aren't you, aren't you glad he won't leave you alone sometime? And uh, he just wouldn't leave me alone. And I took out that bill, and when I, she gave me my food, I handed it to her, and her face lit up. You know when you're eight months pregnant and you're standing on your feet for hours, you need every little blessing you can get. And uh, her face lit up. She was so thankful I walked out of that place a whole lot different than I would have if I'd said, I want to speak to the manager here. Uh, and then she would have maybe said, I'm the manager. All right, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, this is not going well, is it? All right. Listen, we don't need to act like the world. Pay your bills on time. Stop arguing in front of your kids for heaven's sakes. Dear Lord, I, it unnerves me to hear of parents, well, you got to get it all out. Who said that, all right? You get it out to Jesus, all right? Or you go into your bedroom and learn how to argue silently. Get in there and you're like, oh, I'm done. yes, I don't, shh, I don't want them to hear. They think we're saints. All right, so anyway. Work your way through it and then get out there and love each other, all right? So don't do that. In, cause your kids to be insecure in their own house. Work out your marriage. Work it out. Be mature. Don't say, ah, throw it away. Work it out. Ephesians chapter 4, 15 says, grow up in all things. Grow up in all things, the Bible says. All right. Well, guys, I'm going to have to jump ahead. Let's go. I'm not sure where we're going. It's, uh, it's getting late. Jesus, now would be a good time. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Let me give you another scripture. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurry. It says this, 1 Corinthians. 
You got pretty excited about going to heaven, didn't you? Is that because you didn't want to hear the rest of this? You want to go to heaven. All right, so anyway. And when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? <laughs> he said, I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he who plants anything, nor is he who waters anything, but God who gives the increase. Paul was saying, I'm not anything compared to Christ. Apollos, he was a great preacher. He's not anything compared to Christ. Who are we that you have got your minds focused and enamored by human beings instead of the living God? No, we don't do that. And so we don't get caught up with personality. We get caught up with Jesus. Uh, and he says, if you don't, then you're carnal, he says. My goodness. The other morning early, went out to a guy. who's sitting in the parking lot, and I was, he said, don't you remember me? You saved me over at Goldenrod. Now, I know what he meant, but listen, I've never saved anybody. There have been a lot of people I've seen come to Christ through invitation, prayer, otherwise, in and out of here, but I've never saved a soul. I've laid hands on a lot of people, but I've never healed anybody. It was Jesus. He's the healer. And so I have seen a lot of people delivered, but I never delivered anybody. It's Jesus. And if you think otherwise, Paul says, you're getting a little carnal. You get your eyes off of Jesus, you're getting a little carnal, he says. Now, here's the thing about the road to maturity. Road to maturity is an interesting road. You've probably seen people that were born again, just like you. They got saved just like you, sins forgiven, washed away, and then whew, they grew. They started in the Word. They're, next thing you know, they're teaching a Sunday school class, and you're like, what in the world? They just, whew. they're like Martin Luther King said, they just fly spiritually it doesn't take them long. They go from here to here and zoom past some people that have been saved for 10 or 15 years. They just go past, blow them away. And they're doing it because they are in hot pursuit of Christ and his righteousness and his glory. And they're moving toward maturity. So Martin Luther King says, Fly. He recommends flying. But if you can't fly, run. But he recommends don't stop on the journey to maturity. Now, these guys have got this car up here. And let me just tell you something. This thing will fly. Now, I'm not going to fly across this park or the parking lot, uh, this uh, platform. I'm not going to fly. But this car is fast. It's a Tesla. It will go 127 miles in the quarter mile, a miles per hour, in the quarter mile. It will do the quarter mile in 10.6 seconds. That means I could be through those doors like, Phew. I'm not going there, all right? So anyway, but this car represents somebody growing in maturity. I mean, they are going and growing. Now, oh, yes, it's working this time. Finally. 
I've experienced some problems. Now, don't worry, there's no smoke. It's electric. Got a big battery. And, by the way, the guy, the couple that owns this car, they pay their tithes. Okay, anyway, and so we checked. All right. Now, you can go really fast, as you see on that screen up there. You can go really fast in your walk with God, and why not? Why not? Don't worry, I'm not going to run off the end. You can go really, really, really fast. As fast as you want to. This car is fast. And it's in park. Yes. Oh, Jesus. God wants us to go after him. With all our hearts, soul, mind, strength. He wants us to. Now, we just decided to go a little crazy today. Sorry about the headlights in your eyes, guys. Um, <laughs> Pastor Jim, he decided to be a little crazy too. <laughs> Reopen our country, uh, golf course four minutes from here. They loaned us this. Um, they're bringing in 72 brand new carts this week. One's got your name on it, apparently. Uh, but I know something about these golfers because I drive by that place almost every day and every Sunday morning, including this morning at 7 o'clock. And when I drove by, guess what? They're turning in. They're dedicated. They're all in to golf. They're all in. These people, I think they're going early so they can play their game and come to church. All right, so I'm sure some of you are here right now because you played earlier in the day. Why are you laughing? Anyway, and so I hope they are. But one thing I know about these guys, because I've seen them for the last two and a half years, that We've been over in that direction, and I cut, take the shortcut. Through COVID, they were there. The other day, it was drizzling. It was raining. These people are there. When I drive by today going home, there's going to be a crowd of golfers. They're all in. They're in. And a little rain is not going to stop them. Other events, oh, we're going to play golf. They're in. Pastor Jim, you in? I'm in. How many of you are in? Well, we're going to take a ride, and we're going to find out, okay? We're going to see how many of you are really in here. This is crazy, I know. All right, so don't worry. I've only had one wreck in my life, all right? So are you in? Yes. You're in. Good. Are you guys in? I know you are. Are you in? Yes, I am. I believe she is. All right. Are you in? Oh, yes, I know you're in. You guys, oh, yeah, you're in. I know you're, you're already in too, aren't you? All right, find somebody over here. All the way in. What about that guy right there? Yeah, let, me, let me get in here, man. <laughs> I'm in. There's not enough room in here for you. We squeeze them in. In. You in? You guys in? What about you? How could you not be with that smile? 
You guys. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. All right. I'm a little worried about a couple of you. All right. So anyway, you in, guys? What about it? Ooh, getting a little close to your leg there. Sorry about that. Are you in, man? I know you are. Are you guys in? We're going back here in all the right. back. Find somebody, Pastor Jim. All right, Jim. you in? Yeah, we're in. We're all in one accord. <laughs> all right, amen. You in? Amen. And what about all of you yeah. up there? How about this section up there? Are you in? All right, all right. Praise God. All right, Benny, are you in? We're in all the way. <laughs> <laughs> you guys in? Yep. Bless you. Hey, I know you're in. All right. What about you Eddie, guys? you in? I'm in, Pastor. I'm in. How about this section? Are you guys in? All right. Woo. Let's take this corner slow, Pastor Jim. Okay. Are you in? Oh, yes, you are. Are you guys all in? Hey, listen, you know why you need to be in? Because Jesus is coming back. Do you realize that? Jesus is coming back. We want you to go. Are you guys in? You're in. All right. All right, over here. You in? Amen. We're in. All right. <laughs> oh, yes, I know he's in. You guys in too? Yes, yes. This guy, brother, check him in? out. Amen. <laughs> you guys in? Bless you guys. Are you in? You guys in? Getting a little quiet in here. You're scaring me some. All right, so let's. Are you in, guys? I know you're in. Otto, you in? I'm in. <laughs> you in? All the way in. All the way in. You're in? The closer I get to the front, I know they're all in. All right, so, Ruth, you're in? Bless you. I'll check these guys out right there. All right, so. I'm in. Are you guys in? We're all in. You're all in? Great. Pastor Jim, take it from here, brother. The amazing thing about God is God's grace is an incredible thing. Are we all in? We're not just concerned about us being in. We're concerned about those we love. We're concerned about those that live next to us. The ones we meet, the grocery store. Those of you at Redbug. I can see some of your faces. Are you all in? Michigan, online. The atrium. Are you all in? I pray that you will examine your life, and if you've skipped over some things, you go back to the beginning. Let's get baptized in water. Sign up today, or before you leave this auditorium, and, and call it. I mean, you need. We'll we'll work it out. Those of you online that maybe haven't been out, we'll work it out. All right, that you can come and. And uh, get baptized. Pastor uh, John, uh, Wayne the Baptist will baptize you. All right? So anyway, wherever you're at, we want you to be all in. All in. This has been a great series, a challenging series. And I feel the anointing of God in this place. Why? Because he loves us. He was all in. <laughs> Aren't you glad he was all in? Bow your heads with us, please. All over the building, bow your heads with us, please. There at the campuses, online. 
I pray that you sense the presence of an almighty God who loves us, who loves you. Maybe there are some things in your life and maybe you're saying, Pastor, I've tried. And I stumble and I fall and I, I keep falling. Martin Luther King says, okay, you've been knocked down, you're crawling, but keep crawling. Keep moving forward and get back up. Let Jesus help you get back up and fly again. When Christ saved us, he delivered us, we felt victory. Maybe you're at a place where there's some problems, there's some things going on and you thought there's no hope cannot Christ who did it once do it again yes he will Jesus touch every heart and every life within the sound of our voice those of you in this building today if we had driven by your area and said are you in you may have responded yes but you know that would have been a statement of not totally completely true because you want to be in, obviously, but maybe you're still not in. You've never been born again, or you've fallen into a state of disarray and what Paul says is a carnal state. So today, if that's you, you need to get right with God, lift your hand high, do it now. Lift it high, lift it high. God bless you, bless you. And God bless you. Anyone else? In the risers. There at the campuses. Raise your hand right now. You need to get right with God. Raise your hand. Anybody else? Online. You need Christ. You need to prepare your heart right now. Anyone else? Anyone else? Stand with us, please. And the campus pastors are going to take it from here. Those of you in the building, those of you in the atrium, listen to me. Pastor John is going to come quickly he's going to lead us in a chorus and as he does does so please uh, unless it's an emergency don't slip out yet this is too important but as he leads us in a chorus I want to challenge you those of you that just raised your hand or maybe you just need prayer maybe there's some things you've got a heavy heart about something or you want to pray for somebody else whatever you just feel the prompting of the spirit but especially those of you that said I need Christ Make your way to this altar. Let's pray before you leave this building today. Don't put it off any longer. Don't put it off. Christ is waiting on you. Lead us, Pastor John. You step out and come I forward right now. Build my Jesus, my God and my Lord. Yes, just make your way into the aisle. Make your way into that aisle right now. Slip to this altar area. Those of you in the back, it's not too far to come. There are those in the risers. You need to be in this altar. Step out and come. Do it now. Don't put it off any longer today. Today is your day. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, my God. Jesus, my God. Oh, you.
in the name of Jesus. Jesus, have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy, O There are still those that need to be in this altar and listen, even after Pastor John prays, feel free, even at that point, feel free to come, would you? And altar team, other encounter workers, we may need you at the altar if you would please right now. Father, in Jesus' name, God, thank you so much for your presence in this place. Thank you, God, for how you've spoken your word to our hearts, God, and you've drawn us by your spirit to a higher relationship with you, Lord God, a stronger uh, sense, Lord God, of your will for our lives, God. We are declaring that we are all in. We have made our decision to follow you, to live for you, Lord God, to do what you've called us to do, to be who you've called us to be. God, there are some that have made that decision for the first time today, and I thank you, God, that your strength is gonna be made perfect in their weakness, God, that, Lord, you're gonna help them and, and, and motivate them every day by your Holy Spirit to live out your will in their lives. And God, some of us are turning back to you, Lord God, for a fresh move of your Spirit in our lives, for a fresh uh, a sense of your will and your call for us, God. Lord God, we just zero in, Lord God, on what you have for us and say, God, we are all in on what you want. And so, Lord God, as we face this week to come, we pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to guide us, continue to help us, continue to show us your goodness, your mercy, and your love. And we promise, Lord, to glorify you in the way that we live out our lives for your glory's sake. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, church. We love you so much. Have an awesome week in the Lord. Those of you joining us online today, we're so thankful you were here. If you made the decision to be all in with Christ today for the first time, why don't you text the word SAVED to the number that's on your screen. Also, if you have some prayer needs and you want someone to pray for your prayer needs, you can call the number that's on your screen, leave your prayer request, and our staff will be sure to pray for you. God bless you, and we hope to see you again very soon. Take care.